to your digital bit. Let's talk about the seven laws that govern this universe. Now, there's a lot of laws in physics and in, in metaphysics and in quantum physics and everything. We're not going to cover all of them, but what we will cover is the seven major universal laws that govern how everything in this world and in your business is created and, and in your life for that matter. So thank you for picking up Digital Sense by Travis Wright and myself, Chris J. Snook. We really appreciate it. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you online through our social channels, through our websites, things like that. But let's dive in and give you a little bonus content to help frame the context for the, the book uh, as you read through it and you start to implement some of these tactics. There are seven universal laws that govern the universe. These universal laws work time and time again. We're going to go through them um, over the next several minutes here. But the context that I'll give you is let's think about something we all understand. We've all stood underneath at some point. We've probably all stood underneath or have seen an oak tree. And if you think about an oak tree, an American cliche that you'll hear sometimes when someone is really built or solid is they'll say they're solid as an oak. Well, oaks are solid. Oaks are dense. They're, they're an amazing spectacle of, of organic nature. And yet they are born from an acorn. And most of you have held an acorn in your hand or seen an acorn or stepped on one barefoot maybe. And that doesn't feel so good. But an acorn is super small, probably smaller than the tip of your thumb. Uh, if you're an average male size hand or, or even maybe a woman's hand, it's not much bigger than the tip of your thumb. And so how does an acorn, or any seed for that matter, but we're going to speak, speak to the acorn. How does an acorn turn itself into an oak tree? And as you think about this analogy and in, in this metaphor, think about your business. Think about... Um, anything else that has been manifest around you, a technology that you're using to listen to this and think about how did that come into being, right? We've all heard of thoughts or things. We've all heard of ideas um, taking shape in the form and, and, and becoming, you know, these magical innovations in technology, but we've never really thought about the laws that govern that. And so I'm going to give you the seven that govern all of that. And hopefully it'll help you apply things more quickly and, and within your teams and within your life. But an acorn, if you put it in fertile soil, will begin to vibrate in fertile soil at a certain rate that unfolds its internal pattern plan, the pattern plan that it is programmed to, to deliver. Now, it has a binary life, meaning that if, if it's put into fertile soil, it will create an oak tree. Every acorn will do that. There is no acorn that will create a fig tree. There is no acorn that will create an orange tree. There is no acorn that will create a rabbit or a deer, the only choice, and it's not really a choice, the only thing that a acorn can unfold in the universe when it's in fertile soil is an oak tree. And that serves both nature and also the acorn in the sense of it keeps it really simple, right? You get to be an oak tree or an acorn. Now, if you put an acorn in unfertile soil, it like the corner of your room, where there's no access to the things that it needs to continue to, gen to genesis itself into its pattern plan, eventually it will vibrate into dust and return back to the ether and, dis and disappear because it's an organic living thing. All living things will do that. It'll die and it'll eventually evaporate. And so it's a binary world and universe that it lives in, but the laws that govern it are the same. Infertile soil becomes an oak tree, out of fertile soil it disappears and dies. If your business was that simple, um, it would be binary too. The challenges is, and the opportunity is that human beings are built with free will, which means every collective organization has a 
aggregate of human will applied to its decision-making. This is why purpose, vision, and mission are so important. This is why being able to operationalize new innovations is so important because if you stay stagnant, you could very quickly be ripped out of fertile soil in your business world into unfertile soil and not realize it and be the acorn that is dying slowly over time because these laws are working ever present. They're constant. They never stop and vibration never stops. And so as you think about the acorn and the oak tree, think about your life, think about your business, and think about what you're manifesting as you move forward. Now, the first law that we're going to talk about is the perpetual transmutation of energy, right? It is the ceaseless and continual change into another nature, substance, form, or condition. What this means is that everything in this universe that is living, and, and even some of the things that are inorganic, but that are in a living environment, are perpetually and ceaselessly continuing to change into another nature, substance, form, or condition. What that means is that nothing stays the same. And you know this, you've heard this before, but there's actually a universal law called the perpetual transmutation of energy that governs this. There's a reason is what I'm getting at. And so nothing is ever staying the same. Even the idea that we're maintaining our current revenue, our current profit, our current culture, our, our current net income, whatever it is that you're focused on, that's a lie. Because if you're maintaining it, you have other things that are moving forward, like the rate of inflation, the devaluation of currency, uh, all kinds of things that essentially mean that you must continue to grow just to maintain the lifestyle that you are accustomed to today or the benefits of, of a successful business that you're living in today. Staying the same will mean you ultimately are dying because the world itself revolves Every 365 days, it revolves around itself and around the sun again at such a speed that the entire world and the entire cosmos, the galaxies upon the galaxies that we haven't even discovered yet, the billions of them that are out there, are moving through perpetual transmutation of energy. So what's the point? The point is to apply this law or to live within this law and, and, and not be harmed by it, you must continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to do what you're doing right now by reading books, listening to things, starting to apply that on a daily basis to move yourself and your organization forward. Now, the law of gender is number two. The law of gender is the law that is related to the period of development, gestation, or incubation. What we're not talking about here is sex gender, like male or female or, or um, non-gender, which is all the, you know, the different versions of how people define themselves today. We're not talking about sex here. What we're talking about is time and incubation. Now, the sub-law of gender dictates that there is a period of time between when a seed, mental or physical, manifests into its pattern plan or its physical form. For example, a carrot seed becomes a carrot in roughly 70 days. A baby manifests in roughly 280 days. So if you think about that, no one would get their spouse pregnant and then say 70 days later, where's my baby? Because what has happened is we've had enough 10,000 plus years of recorded history or whatever. We've had enough understanding of what it means when someone is pregnant, a woman is pregnant and gives birth to a child 
a human baby, that it takes 40 weeks, that it takes 280 days for full, for full term. And enough people have planted carrots in the ground in fertile soil and in unfertile soil to have enough data in aggregate over time to understand that the gestation period, the law of gender for a seed of a carrot to turn into a carrot you and I can eat and enjoy is 70 days. Every single thing in life, everything in your business is subject to a law of gender. So your innovations and your go-to-market strategies for product A may be different in, in a gender than your product X or Y. So your goals and dreams have a gestation period. Your vision for your company has a gestation period. Your ability to transform the customer experience in your company will have a gestation period. And it'll take you doing everything right, meaning fertile soil. It'll take you understanding that law of gender to properly plan and organize around the expectations, the shareholder um, communications, the internal alignment, the, the everything. So law of gender is an important one. Law of gravity you've heard of, that's the one that most people are familiar with. It's the force of attraction by which terrestrial bodies tend to fall toward the center of the earth. So we're not going to go into gravity as much because most of you have a decent understanding of it as one of the seven, but it is one of the seven. It is usually the one that most people can name. Every minute of your life, you are consciously aware of this law because unless you go on a trip into space, you are touching the ground. And if you jump you immediately return to the ground. Depending on how athletic you are, you may go as high as 47 inches. And if you're not so athletic, it might be three or four inches when you jump. But you are constantly pulled to the center of the ground. It is the force by which you are attracted to the center of Earth. Law of vibration is the constant movement and oscillation of all things material and ethereal. What does that mean? Material meaning the things you can touch, matter, and ethereal meaning the things you cannot see but that are omnipresent in here. For instance, standing on a horizon, looking at a beach, and there's a boat or the sun off into the distance setting. And as it goes over the horizon, you are aware consciously that it still exists, but you no longer can see it. It is no longer materially, materially in your existence but understanding-wise and intellectually and ethereal-wise, it is still there. So law of vibration is the constant movement and oscillation of things material. It works hand-in-hand hand with another one you're probably familiar with because of several years ago, about a decade ago, a movie came out called The Secret, which talked all about a law of attraction. There is a law of attraction. Essentially, what vibration and attraction mean is you attract who you are, not who or what you want. Like will attract like. So whether you're a critic of that movie, whether you're a fan of that movie, it got you know, a negative rap near the end in the press because of keeping it as a story that is interesting, showing people that tried the law of attraction and failed. Well, the reality is, is you can't fail a universal law. The oak tree fails because the acorn's not in fertile soil because of the complement of vibration and attraction to perpetual transmutation of energy and the law of gender. All these things work together. As we said, if the acorn is in the corner of a building on concrete, nowhere near and accessible to fertile soil, law of vibration 
will mean that it's constantly oscillating, but it's not able to attract the raw material, the ingredients, the life force that it needs from fertile soil to continue to sprout roots and things like that. And so it'll just evaporate and die. It will never cease perpetual transmutation to vibrate. It will never cease to be impacted by the forces of an ever-forward-moving universe. So you attract who you are, not who you want, which means if your culture is stagnant, if your customer experience sucks, what's happening is your customer experience sucks, which means you're aware of it, which means everyone's aware of it, which means the culture and the gossip is aware of it, which means your customers are aware of it, and the expectation coming in is it's going to suck, it's going to be painful. And then your employees go, they're going to think it's going to suck. It's going to be painful. And so you're vibrating. It's going to suck and going to be painful, which means you attract people that are really looking to be pissed off that day to call you or chat with you. And then your employees that are working there are really not happy. They're just taking the job because who wants to deal with pissed off people all the time? And so you get a pissed off person with an apathetic or a lazy one talking to each other and voila, you attract more of a shitty customer experience. Likewise, a company that expects greatness, a company that expects world-class will typically attract people that care about that kind of thing and ultimately deliver moments of truth that are meaningful to someone on the other line, i.e. your customer, your consumer, your client, and then an expectation level gets set. And sometimes that expectation level is disappointed. However, the expectation and the baseline, the vibrational energy is one of we take care of our people first. We take care of our customer as the number one asset. And so ultimately you attract more of the people who want that, more of the people who are willing to be flexible with that, more of the people who just want to understand that you have their back. And then all of a sudden you get better customers, better clients, you get better employees dealing with those clients. And voila, vibration and attraction work to give you a much better outcome. The law of polarity states that there is a presence all the time, there is a presence of two opposite or contrasting principles or tendencies. The law of polarity is the law of opposites. It's the binary law. It guarantees that you will always be able to find what you are looking for. For instance, if you want to find what's great about the book Digital Sense, you will find it. If you want to find out where Travis and I screwed up, where we got something wrong, where we missed research or something, you will find that too. Because there is no way to have a left and not know the right. There is no way to have up and not know of down. There is no way of wrong without right. <clears throat> There's just no way. You cannot know two sides of a thing if you do not know both. So for one to exist, the other must simultaneously exist. That frees you up. What's wrong about your company right now is also what's right about it. What you focus on, you will attract more of, vibration and, and attraction. So if you want to focus on what's wrong right now and unfixable, then guess what? You will see it. You will find it. I'm not, you're not going to not find it. I don't care how great the company is. Pick your favorite company. Pick the world-class best brand out there. And someone will tell you everything that's wrong with it. And someone will tell you everything that's right about it. That is the law of polarity. So how you want to work with this law is you want to understand that you will never be able to be great without being simultaneously horrible somewhere. And if you can point your people and yourself in the direction of what's working without the ignorance to what's not working, you can lever the energy 
of the beauty of tomorrow and the beauty of the promise in what's working to fix the things that are not working as they are prioritized. And ultimately, that will help you move forward to a better customer experience. Now, relativity is, we're nearing the turn here, relativity is the law that makes meaning in our consciousness out of the formless substance which is. Huh? What does that mean? So everything's relative. If I say $20,000 a month, what, what has not yet happened in your mind, you've, you've, you've thought something. As I said that, you thought something. Now, if you were thinking of your net income, $20,000 a month for 95% of the population, which makes less than that, is a lot of money. If you're in the 5%, the 3%, the 1% of the world that makes more than that, $20,000 per month sounds like a really bad pay cut. $20,000 per month for a car lease is a really expensive car. $20,000 per month for a medical bill that requires multiple surgeries is standard. So $20,000 per month, quote, unquote, just is. Until you apply the law of relativity to it, meaning you, you put context around it, you cannot make a decision as to whether it's good or bad, right or wrong. So relativity is a, is a universal law that is constantly in play. And the point is that there is no concept of size in the universe. There is a concept of size that we layer on with our human consciousness to everything. There is a concept of right and wrong that we layer on through our moral consciousness to everything. When you layer on different contexts like religious beliefs, backgrounds, cultural uh, memes, all that stuff, then, then relativity really starts to take hold. Inside of your company, there's a relativity to every decision that gets made or unmade. There is a layering that happens, but at the end of the day, it is all just data. It all just is. The law of rhythm we're on the sixth of seven, is the metrical and pattern occurrence of strong and weak accents or highs and lows. Now, the easiest way to think of the law of rhythm is think about an ocean and watch waves, right? There is a high tide and there is a low tide. I, I lived in San Diego for 15 years of my life and, and I'm still not a big fan of rain and there isn't a lot of rain there. But any farmer will tell you that the most beautiful sunny day in the world is not enough for their crops to grow. Crops only grow with sun and rain alike, or water at a minimum. And rain is the natural occurrence of water for, for that kind of thing. So your company cannot grow without sunny days and rainy days. That's the message. Your client experience, your customer experience cannot get better with all just good. So instead of thinking through the lens of what's wrong about my company, going back to polarity, instead of thinking about how bad it is imposing some layer of relativity on it that, that forgets for a moment that it just is, you can easily as an organization or as an individual begin to overreact or underreact to things and forget about the fact that on top of all of this, there is an ebb and flow and a natural rhythm to life that breathes life and growth into everything. So if you're someone like me that doesn't like rain and you don't want rain in your business, 
then that's great. But just understand that you need rainy days too. Now, you don't want it to be like Seattle. <laughs> you don't want your company to rain 300 and something days a year. It will make the sunny days stand out, I must tell you. <laughs> but from a customer experience standpoint, it may not be what you're looking for. So the law of rhythm is the sixth one. And then the last is what Emerson called the law of laws. It is the law of cause and effect. Uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more in depth in the chapter. So um, as you've read the book, you'll have a better understanding of this. But essentially what this means is that everything that is a result in our life is the effect of something that was caused by our thinking. So the cause is at the level of thought. It is not at the level of action. Action is actually the result of the cause, which is the thought. The effect, which is the vibration and the, and, and the spin that it put us in, organizationally and, and individually, in our subconscious mind. And then that vibration begins to attract circumstances to us that we must then react to, and we're reacting to them from that vibration. So if we're in a negative mood, and, uh, and the easiest way to think about this is cause and effect. Think about how you've acted in one scenario when you were pissed off by something else. Like if you were irritated by something and someone comes up and asks you a question, whether it's your spouse or a colleague, do you always act the best? Do you always treat them the best? Do, do they get a little layer of the effect of the vibration you were put in by some other thinking that you put energy towards? So the cause and the effect is thought, vibration, and then result. Thought and vibration set up the action in the physical world, the decision that gets made, and then the result is the outcome of that cause and effect. So that's a better understanding of how cause and effect works. Most people confuse cause and effect with I did something and then the result happened. The cause and effect was way before that. So those are the seven laws. We'll see you on the next digital bit.